What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Three Time Outs Podcast. You are now tuned in with your hosts, Flacco, Seagons, and Starenko. Uh, since we were last with y'all, there was a lot that went on. We had the NBA tread deadline. We had a couple NFL trades, Final Four, buyouts, all that we're going to get into. Uh, but our first topic is going to be the NFL trade since, you know, we can kind of get through this. It wasn't much going on, you know, besides the Sean Watson situation. We finally had some other news break, and it was Miami trading their number three pick to the 49ers for the number 12 pick a 2022 first round and third round pick, and then a 2023 first round, which then they traded their number 12 pick to come back up to the number six spot with the Eagles. So um, I don't know what you guys think, but to me, by the Niners moving up to the number three spot, it's kind of letting us know and letting Jimmy Garoppolo know that, hey, buddy, your time is either up or it's coming. What do you guys think? I agree. I think that's this is like... One of those. If a team trades up and they, you know, they're coming for your spot, you've got to be nervous. So, Jimmy J, Jimmy G, I think you are out of San Francisco. They, I, I feel like they should have tried to trade him and get some capital, but it's kind of hard to trade uh, someone who is injury prone and is coming off an injury for any sort of assets. Yeah, I mean, they've pretty much telegraphed it. It hasn't been a secret. When he was throwing like 10 passes a game in the playoffs, I knew they don't they don't trust this guy. And so now they're moving up. Like they they've never really come out and fully endorsed him. They'd only like, you know, cover their ass like, oh yeah, he's our guy. But if he's your guy, then why are you moving up in the draft? You know, if he's your guy, why won't you put the ball in his hands to close the game? And they they just don't trust him. So he should just go back to the Patriots. If he can't, yeah, that's what that everybody wants him to do. Him. Yeah, yeah, because Belichick fucking loved him. So, so you might as well. well. Jimmy and uh, Jacoby did so well as Patriots backups, and that's why teams sought after them. But when they left the Patriots, well, Jacoby especially, they both kind of crumbled. Yeah. So I think it was like Belichick's system that helped them thrive. And I guess Belichick's system also kept jimmy safe because he had not been hit like that since uh since being with the 49ers yeah it's definitely the patriot effect because you guys remember matt castle a couple years ago where he had like a great like couple games for the patriots and got him like a huge ass Mm. deal with the chiefs i believe Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) (laughs) bombed over there they didn't make the playoffs but they won a lot of games and once he got to kansas city he was nowhere to be seen. Let's yeah, say so, he was no Patrick Mahomes. No. And then or Alex, he was no Alex same, Smith. <laughs> yeah. I was like, or, or Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah. The, the Patriot thing uh, could also go to their coaches. They have a bunch of assistant coaches yes. that, that get hired specifically because of the, sex that they ha- the success that they had with New England. Then they go somewhere and then trash. You, you know yeah. who comes to mind? Josh Matt Patricia McDaniels. Uh, oh. We all said someone different. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> who'd you say, Franco? I said Charlie Weiss. Oh my god! Wait, who'd you say, Flacco? I said Matt Patricia. Okay, yeah, that's that's a second. But no, I think Josh McDaniels because he he went to Denver, won six straight games on, and beat the Patriots mm-hmm. in that six game span. Then lost six straight, and then ended up getting fired and going back to the Patriots. And he got another yeah. job 
and they had a he press turned, conference, yeah. and he was like, yeah, nah, yeah. I, I was just playing. I was just oh, playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he neg the deal. That yeah, was the Colts? Was it the Lions? Lions. Was it the Colts or the Lions? It was was one it the Lions? Them. Somebody. Yeah, one, one of the blue teams. Yeah. One of the blue teams. But, yeah, then he, then he ends up going back to the Patriots and killing it. I mean, Patriot system. Yeah. Patriot system. Bill Belichick keeps him in line. Right. The only the only players I guess that can break that system or did break that system were uh, Brady and Gronk. And Gronk, right. but that's because they're together, always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Fun> Besties. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that was only major news out of the NFL. We do have the NFL draft coming up at the end of April, and they are projecting. In the latest mock draft, I don't know who it was. It was either Mel Kuyper or Todd McShay. They're projecting the Washington football team to select Devontae Smith at the number 19 spot. So we'll see if he drops down that low. You know, I, I can't imagine a Heisman player dropping that low, but who knows, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. The only we'll reason see. I the – only, the only thing I can think of with him dropping is because of the injury that he suffered in the championship game and the possibility that – Scouts could see him as undersized for a an NFL wide receiver position. Like he's tall or tall enough, but he is just skinny. Like he's gonna get wrecked by cornerbacks and safeties if he does not size up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, speaking of Washington, uh, Dan Snyder did just buy out the entire team. I didn't even know he only owned the majority of it and that there were minority owners involved, but he just bought out the entire team now, which means I don't even know what that means, honestly. <laughs> it's like I feel yeah. like he I since I was under the assumption that he already owned the entire team, I feel like it's gonna be business as usual. Like Yeah. Everybody did what he wanted anyway, so Yeah, I think it's um it's it's pretty much less people saying no to him. Oh great. <laughs> great, great. Yeah. Cuz as as a as a as a stakeholder, it's kind of like in a board in a, on a board of directors, mm-hmm. there has to be like a majority vote or whatever. Um but now there's less people at the table f- to go against him. It's a mm-hmm. unilateral I see it the other way. I see it the other way though. I see it's less people he has to say no to. Mm. What do you mean? Yeah, it could be that too. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like he wasn't listening to them to oh, begin with, anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was listening. To, let's be honest. Like, yeah, everybody was telling him not to draft Dwayne Haskins. And he's like, "I'm gonna do it." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Do it, do it." Like, so there's less people that are telling him no now. Right, know? he just got rid of the the process, the middleman. He's like, "I'm gonna yeah. do what I want now." Yeah, I see. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited about the draft. Um, you know, I think this year they're gonna have in person draft versus last year they were having that uh, virtual draft. So, oof. Should be interesting. That was a great. There was one great meme that came from the virtual draft. Did you see? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where he had uh, the, he took the phone back uh, from the girl. Yes, I think it was CD yeah. Lamb. Yeah. Talking about CD Lamb. CD yeah. Lamb. <laughs> Yo, like, without hey, hesitation. Without hesitation, didn't he was? That's, I think he was like talking to someone else. Just got the phone. Was like, nah, you're not doing that. I was like, yeah. wow. Like, oh mm-hmm. my god. <laughs> Dude, imagine yeah. being that that person. Like, yeah, you got on national TV. Embarrassing. Yeah. Why would you even? Yeah. Go there was to the another phone? one with his. Uh, 
Huh? Yeah, there was another one with the. So there was another one with some guy's girlfriend trying to get up all on the camera and like hug him and like yes. block him w- while he was getting drafted, and his mom had to pull her back off of him. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw. That. Yeah, well, she so, was like fighting off the mom. She's like, "Nah, this is my time." <laughs> so, so real bag. quick, real quick, uh, damn. Um, so those girls, those girlfriends. Think about if they don't even pan out in a relationship with these players. Kind of like uh, not, they didn't. I promise. <laughs> I, I was gonna say like, look at um, look at Russell Russell Wilson. Oh, he had yeah. like this girlfriend in the draft. She was so happy for him and everything. Now he's married with C- to Sierra with what two kids? Yeah, um, one of the futures. But, but oh, right. oh wait, but wait, now, wait, no, um, no, I don't want to mislead the audience. They have two kids together biologically, and then he's also raising Future's kid. <laughs> whose name but, is Future? Whose name is Future? Actually, Future. <laughs> but, but my point is like that girl, uh, CD Lamb was with or is with or whatever. Once they break up, that's gonna follow her forever. They, they yeah. probably already broke up because you know, she, you know who she was with before CD Lamb. No. She was Trey Young's girlfriend. Oh, Trey Young. Trey Young was a. They're both went to Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, damn. damn. Yeah. So he was. She was. So she's just looking for athlete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. She was like, all right, basketball mm-hmm. didn't do it. Football now. <laughs> right. Right, yeah, you know, she traded uh, down. Basketball's where the money's at, apparently. For sure, yeah, actually, for sure. baseball. She should go up it to is. baseball. She probably is with some baseball player. <laughs> no, we just gotta look it up. But uh, speaking of looking for athletes, somebody looked out, look was looking for some beef with the athlete recently. Y'all heard about the Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport? Oh, that was a great transition. But <laughs> yes, like yes. four four pictures long. Yeah, that in itself could be a novel. I was very invested in. What they were saying, or not saying either. Yeah, but what KD was saying. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Do you think Michael Rappaport deleted messages? I think he deleted messages. I think so. No, there has to be more to it than just that, because it, it was like twenty straight messages from Durant. Yeah, he must be like, yeah. Who does that? Unless you're drunk, yeah. like you, you don't yeah. do that. Yeah, a drunken bender. Like, yeah, <laughs> for days on end, because it wasn't just one night, right? It was like over days. <laughs> So it's like, what is he doing? Yeah, I think he might have he might have deleted some messages just to look good. Yeah, because all you saw him saying was like, "Go help the kids in Brownsville," and it's like, why would that rile him to the point of no return? Yeah, yeah. He was saying he was also um, Durant was also talking about Charles Barkley too. Was he referring to that interview where yeah, interview Durant where he gave like, like that one word answer? Yeah, yeah classic. And then they panned to Chuck. They panned to Chuck, and he's just like dead faced. Yeah, that was a great one. That was great. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, Michael Rappaport. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what he was looking to get out of exposing KD. You know, KD is right now probably going to get some sort of fine oh, from the for NBA, sure. but. Michael Rappaport still made himself look worse like a, because like you expose an athlete. You, you, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You expose not only expose the athlete, knowing that they're already under a microscope. Anything that they say, whether it's on social media or in an interview, is going to be talked on on every fucking sports podcast, every uh, sports you know show on TV. So you're going to expose him. And then 
your whole thing is talking shit. Right. Now you're the sensitive comedian when you're the one yeah. who talks shit to everybody. So what do you get? As and Michael you say worse things than Kevin Durant's probably said to you. Like, yeah, we've heard that. I've, I've, I was listening to him and up, uh, what's that? All the smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, mm-hmm. bro. They had him as a guest, and I, I had to stop listening after the, t- after like 10, 15 minutes because of how fucking bad he was cursing, and I curse <laughs> naturally. Like, I sometimes I can't control it. It's just like how naturally talk. Right. But this guy, bro, I was cringing, and like, I was like, I could, I couldn't like continue on be like bro what the fuck are you talking about was like, he like throwing extra like, ones because he was sitting with the blacks he was going super hard though because yeah. he was also talking about trump yeah. oh yeah like did you see the video he put out <laughs> against trump where he was like calling him every name in the book it's like yeah. yeah i mean okay yeah. kd does this to you and you run uh, look what he yeah, did so, to me but- so how can you have sympathy for this guy? Nobody should have sympathy for this guy. I, I get people are saying certain things about KD and he shouldn't use that language, but you got to take into consideration who the fuck he's talking to. Right. He's talking to Michael Rappaport, who is a piece of shit. He has a track <laughs> record that shows he's a piece of shit and nobody should feel bad for him. The only thing I will he's say, just- I'm sorry. The only thing I will say is KD, you probably shouldn't threaten people in writing, <laughs> like that's, that's the one thing you probably shouldn't do. That's the only, I can't defend that. Like, where you live? Huh? I'm gonna pull up on you. Like, come on, I'm gonna spit in your face. Like, dude, dude. Aside from that, fair game. Your men have it out, talk it out, do what you got to do in private. That's what I say. He's just uh, Michael Rappaport is just a disgruntled Knicks fan. Yeah, After KD said he hit, KD was like, the Knicks were never a consideration. He's mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, he, he fucked himself over exposing him. But we'll see what the NBA does to Kevin Durant. Because um, obviously, they, I don't know if it's obvious, but it's seeming like the public may want them to do something to step in, whether it be a fine, a suspension. You know, they probably have to do something or at least make a statement saying like, oh, we don't agree with what KD said and blah, blah, <laughs> yeah. blah. But fuck it. Yeah. Uh, apparently KD apologized, right? Did any of y'all hear it or did read they, it? They, they put, they put no, it I didn't see it. it. <laughs> yeah, it was. He was they like, <laughs> he was like, And then he was like, it was like one of those like, oh, I mean – I thought you were cool with it. Like, this is the way we've been talking, and now you want to post it on Twitter. All right, whatever. My bad. (laughs) That's not really an apology. (laughs) But, hey, fuck it. He doesn't deserve an apology. (laughs) Because he's a piece of shit, right? (laughs) The only people looking for an apology... Yeah, the only people looking for an apology are the people that were offended by the words that he said. But you got to remember, context is that he thought it was a private message. Well, with that pe- some for some people that doesn't matter yeah. to some, other people that does matter, but fuck it. Um we'll see what happens. But let's move on to the NBA and people who are actually on the floor unlike KD. Um <laughs> Russell Westbrook has been balling out um crazy ass game the other day. I think he was the first player in NBA history with 35 plus points, 20 plus assists and 10 rebounds. The Wizards have won the last two out of Three, uh, I don't really know what to take from this. Uh, Beal's been out, you know, so of course Westbrook's going to have crazier numbers like when KD originally left OKC and he had the MVP year. But uh, what do you guys think? Is this something 
that should be taken for more than what it is? Or do you see this as like a turnaround, not only for Westbrook, but maybe for the Wizards? I I think it's normal. I mean, Westbrook's always been putting up crazy numbers. Like right now, he's averaging 21.8 points, 10.3 rebounds, and 10.6 assists. If the Wizards were like anywhere near playoff contention, they would uh, he would be put in MVP considerations and MVP talks. But unfortunately, he's with the Wizards and he's not going to get that kind of recognition. I mean, he's, he's doing great. Like this kind of thing makes me feel like we won that rocket, that trade with the Rockets. Of course. Um, but you know, we're still not really doing much. I mean, it's great that he's getting all these acclamations or whatever, personally, personal records. Uh, but it's not really doing anything for the team. I mean, aside from that two game win streak, I guess, but. That's Westbrook. We got him. We got to make the playoffs. Yeah, we got to make the playoffs. He he brought OKC to the playoffs after KD left, right? He did that, that same year. Barely. Yeah, yeah like he barely seed. made it. I think they went out in the first round, unless I'm mistaken. But <clears throat> this is what he does. He gets yeah. triple doubles. He gets stats. He pads stats, and he's a street champ. But you know, in terms of a NBA champ. No, not so much. I mean, he doesn't really translate to winning, and that's why KD left in the first place. Yeah, or part of it. It is. It is. It is nice to hear a Wizards player being talked about nationally. I, you know, we don't get as much attention um, from the national media, but you know, last year, year and a half with Bradley Beal and now Westbrook, it's nice that for them to being talked about. It would just be nicer if they were winning on top of that, you know? Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like you can talk about Russell Westbrook breaking records with the Wizards, but in actuality, he, he's he been doing this before he got to the Wizards. So are they really like his – are these records really tied to the Wizards? Like not really unless they they show Ws on the, uh, stat, yeah. on the um, scores. Well, cards. he does have Wizards records already yeah. in his first year. He, I think he already has broken the all-time record for most triple-doubles yeah. in Wizards history. Yeah, he's the Wizards' <laughs> all-time leading triple-double. Like, at, at 16 or 17, whatever he has now, yep. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets but, uh, He does. Yeah, so... It, um, what, how many years he has? He has two more years on this contract, right? I think so. Yeah, um, so it should be interesting and see at the end of the year the direction the Wizards decide to go with and whether they're going to decide to keep them or try to trade them, you know, um, go full rebu- rebuild mode. You know, we don't know that, but there has been some trades recently with the trade deadline and some a team that went full rebuild mode was Orlando. They just traded everybody. They traded. They were blowing it up. Yeah, they traded Aaron Gordon to Denver. They traded Evan Fournier to the Celtics. Who Shit I don't know if you, you 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 follow yeah. that. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, oh, oh for thirteen. Oh yeah, oh. that yeah. No. Oh for ten. He went over oh, ten, 10 from the field and oh for five from three point line in his debut game. And Boston fans aren't. I I can <laughs> imagine like the most forgiving fans. So. If he keeps that up, he's going to get booed the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I was like, and but the way he came into the game was so confident. Did you watch the game? I don't know if you guys watched the game. But in no, the pregame, they were like showing him. He was like dribbling between his legs, talking to guys that, like, yeah, yeah. Like he got this, like so confident. <laughs> and then he's going out shooting bricks. Like, I'm like, oh, all right. I thought you had it. Yeah. Hey. Well, yes. as any as any underdog story will tell you, he's gonna come back and score like fifty points his next game. He better. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I think you can excuse him a little bit because apparently he did have to go through like um, COVID protocol because he had a false positive mm. like prior to the game. So I don't know. A layup at least that matters. <laughs> but he did score a point now as we're talking, recording this on. Wednesday the thirty first, uh, Boston is down. <laughs> what is this? Nineteen points to the Mavericks. Nineteen at half. points. God. Yeah, he's two for four with four points. So he he he's on the board, guys. He's on the board. <laughs> Boston <laughs> Celtics Celtics are on, in seventh right now, like tied for yeah. seventh. So yeah, yeah they're they're uh, about to drop to eighth. Yeah, they they, they missed out on they missed out on Eric Gordon. Um, they they were trying to get him, but they. We're able to at least get Fournier, uh, Vucevic, another Orlando player, went to the Bulls for Wendell Carter Jr., Jr., Otto Porter Jr., who has a horrible contract still, and two (laughs) future first-round picks. I don't know about that, man. I feel like the Bulls gave up a lot for Vucevic, who's a two-time All-Star, but he's a two-time All-Star because he plays a center position in a weak Eastern Conference. Yeah. I mean, at least least he's still... At least he's still in the East, so it might he might be made he might be able to make it to the All Star game again next year. Yeah, yeah. So the Bulls must believe in their future to give up two future first rounders because to give that much up for somebody like Vucevic and Alfaruk Aminu, that means you're thinking that you're gonna get high draft picks. Yeah, not high draft picks, but like lower first round. You know, like yeah. 20, 20th picks or on to give up two first rounders for him. I don't know. Because I would compare him with Zach Levine for like a mini kind of Kobe Shaq thing. Yeah, him and then uh, Kobe White. They still have Kobe White, yeah. What's the the years on the draft picks? I'm not sure what the years are. I just know it's two future first rounders. But regardless of what year, I think it's too much. It's a marketing, right? Uh, Laurie marketing, yeah, they got Laurie. That should be a nice squad on paper. On paper. Hey, Lakers were a nice squad on paper. Mm-hmm. All right, but uh, besides that, the other moves we had were Victor Oladipo in the most <laughs> pointless trade ever got traded to the Heat for Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley in the 2022 draft swap pick. And not so much pointless for the fact that he got traded to the Heat, but pointless for the sense of why did the Rockets even trade for Victor mm-hmm. Oladipo to begin with. Right. When they had Karis Levert from Brooklyn for James Harden, right. but they're like, no, no, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's tr- move him before he even plays a single game for us for Victor Oladipo. And then did you see their statement? No. They're like, we don't regret anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you don't. Imagine Karis Levert with Christian Wood, uh, John Wall, yeah, whoever that, else they got there. That's that's not a bad team. It's not. Yeah, I mean, we also thought we we thought Oladipo, Oladipo was going to be good on that team too. Yeah. He's, he's I like think, hit or miss. I feel like I, I I felt like he hit his ceiling already. Him making that All Star team 
with um Pacers. did he make it with Indiana? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 That was his peak. And then for Karis Levert, we've yet to see his peak because he's been the hurt. Brooklyn one, he's been hurt, but Brooklyn never allowed him to shine. Yeah. Because they've had other yeah. players ahead of him always that they would prefer, you know, like first with D'Angelo, then with Kyrie, then you bring in KD and all of them. So he never had the opportunity to show his full potential. And, you know, with Indiana, we'll we'll finally get to see that. And we'll see whether – well, we can't even say we'll see whether it was a good trade for the Rockets to trade <laughs> him away because the asset they got for him, they already traded away. <laughs> they got well, Kelly Olenek. That's who they have. <laughs> hey, Avery Bradley. Oh, and expensive Bradley. specialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, did but, you guys hear? Did you guys hear that? Um, so you know when Oladipo was with Houston, Houston tried to extend his contract because he's on, I think, on the final year, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm good." So now he's with Miami, and I think they were in talks of an extension in Miami. Uh, I would have to wait till the end of the season. I have to see how you play. If I'm Miami, I have to see how you play before I just before, give you yeah. money. You know, because you haven't shown enough in the past couple of years to warrant like a a long-term contract in my opinion i think he's just going on reputation at this point like he made that all-star game he's been hurt he was on the mass singer so it's like what he's been doing recently isn't really basketball related it's just like oh (laughs) he was an all-star right okay yeah let's go get him it's like okay Mm -hmm. yeah but We'll see so what it's happens like, with him in Miami. I think he's making his debut either tonight or tomorrow. Whenever they play next, he's making his debut. Okay. So it's funny if if you um if you think about it, if someone asked who won the Harden, the Harden and uh, Brooklyn trade, you could easily just say, "Well, it was the Pacers who weren't even involved in that specific trade." Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Yeah. But some of the lower uh, trades that may have been swept under the rug because of the bigger trades that went on. And honestly, there wasn't even a huge trade this year that were like, oh my God, what a game changer. Uh, but the Mavericks added J.J. Redick, so they added another shooter to their team. Uh, the Clippers uh, traded Lou Will to the Hawks for Rondo, who they could have signed uh, last offseason, but uh, Rondo decided to go with Atlanta because they were offering more money, but it looks like Clippers ended up having to give up that money anyway since they tr- they traded for him. And then in a trade that I think is actually is actually a low-key uh good trade is the Sixers getting George Hill. Um the Sixers got George Hill and Austin Rivers went to the Thunder as part of like, like a three team three team deal. Mm-hmm. But um that was a good, I think, backup, you know, option for them for them missing out on Kyle Lowry. Yeah. He's solid. He's a solid pickup. Just not yeah. in the playoffs. I think that was good. <laughs> I, I think yeah. that was a low key good trade for um mm-hmm. the Sixers. That that shows that they are like dedicated and fully ready to take it to the next level. Hopefully for them the finals or at least the conference finals. Yeah. 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 And then the last trade I had was the Blazers getting Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood, which I did not like that trade. Um, I think they they valued Norman Powell too much because Gary Trent Jr. is a good player. With um, I think he's either second or third year at this point in his career, and he even ha- he hasn't even reached his full potential. So um, I don't I don't like that trade for the Blazers. Yeah, Toronto definitely won that trade. 
Yeah. But uh, this year, the trades weren't as sexy as, you know, years past. And that's because now, now um, teams have realized that you can just get disgruntled players via buyouts after the trade deadline, which is what the two of the biggest names that have been floating around these past couple weeks ended up doing, um, which with Drummond signing to the Lakers and then Aldridge signing to the Nets. What do you guys think about those situations? I think it, everything played out as it was supposed to. I mean, we even before the trade deadline, like weeks before, we heard about these potential buyouts and one of those two players going to either the Nets and the Lakers, and it just played perfectly. Like everything that was supposed to happen did happen. It just took what two or three weeks later. Yeah. So it's oh, it wasn't surprising at all. But I, I think would, it was good for both teams. Sorry. No, it's cool. Sorry. No, I was okay, saying I was surprised by Aldridge because I kept hearing that he was going to Miami. Like, he's going to Miami, he's yeah. going to Miami. So I was like, okay. I didn't even – I was – remember, if we listened to a couple podcasts ago, I was like, oh, the Nets should go get Drummond. We and all expected like Drummond. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah, that yeah. was going to happen. And then I see Aldridge to the Nets. So I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because they already have yeah. like DJ. So it's like – this now they can completely space the floor. It's like everyone can hit threes on that team, and if he's in the starting lineup, you know what I mean. Which he probably is. Yeah. 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 So it, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. We all did kind of think that Miami would be a good spot for Aldridge, and I think that would have been great considering that they're in eighth place in the East now. But I mean. Everyone wants to go to a winning team, and the Heat just aren't doing it, so it's like the Nets, right? Like, fuck everyone else. Let's go where all the stars are because I want this ring. They're just ring chasers at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, We know. <laughs> we know. And that's, that's, what, that's, like, why I think the whole buyout method is such bullshit. Like, all... And you just go to a team that has a winning track record. You don't do anything for that team. You pretty much... um what the fuck's it called? You just go sit on the bench, contribute very minimal minutes, maybe maybe get what like one rebound in an NBA finals, and then you're a champion. <laughs> you get a ring. Adam Bean. Adam Morrison. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, you Adam yeah. Morrison it up. Yeah, but they're allowed to do this because they've already been paid. This is not gonna happen with, you know, players that haven't got to their second contract yet. With their like or their third contract, which there's is the bigger money compared to their rookie contract. So Lamarcus Aldridge, uh, Andre Drummond were like, well, it's, and Blake Griffin too, especially. They're like, oh, we got our money. Like, let's go, let's go get our ring now. So yeah, I, I agree with you completely, Zeke, on this bullshit. I hate that the that the buyout market has now taken the joy out of the NBA trade deadline because. NBA trade deadline is always something that I look forward to every year, like something crazy going on. But this year, it was more so, all right, we know that the top players are going to get bought out, and we pretty much know the two teams that they're going to go to. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I think my big, my, one of my biggest issues about that is 
if you sign with them in the offseason and they're already a stack team, whatever. But to join a team in the middle of the year, nah. For the veterans minimum at that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the worst, I don't know. I guess that's just the competitiveness in me. It's like, where's your competitive spirit? Where's your fire? Like, yeah. at that point, you're just kind of coasting to a championship or expecting to. But yeah. But with Ron started all, all this. Don't don't forget. <laughs> no no no. He didn't get brought out though. Exactly. He he did it. He did it the right way. The off season is where it's at. You can't just join a team in the middle of a year. That's like Mm-mm. that's like saying you join um I don't know uh, a group project in the middle of the semester, expecting they get the full A, and then your um your project do that. partners bitch you out, <laughs> and then you start crying and exactly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> All right. like, but I was but, on that. I was on that group team. Group project. My name's on the paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, but uh, that's all the main trades. There's a lot of obviously smaller trades which we don't even have to get right. into because no they're not going to make any <laughs> difference. Like the Wizards picked up Daniel Gafford and gave up Mo Wagner, who got, oh, wait, to got Daniel Gafford? who cares. Yeah, I'm Daniel Gafford's a good player. I'm joking. I know. I was <laughs> you don't even know who that is. I, don't. I might have said his last name wrong too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now. Oh, and Troy Brown. They got rid of Troy Brown. Good. <laughs> Wasted a what? He was he a was coming six, up to a contract. He was a number year. six overall pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wasted a number six From overall. From the Ducks. Oh my god, I hate him. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's besides that's besides the point. Um, Wizards has been disappointing me a lot in the recent drafts. I hope and Denny is not another player that gets added to that list, but um, NBA trades, NBA buyout season is over with a couple of names still out there that like Jeff Teague and some other players maybe that are still available. But who do you guys think? Bucks. Jeff Teague. He did he? I think so. I think, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, okay. Cause he joined, he, um, he reunited with Bud. Bud. Got it. Got it. So what's up, guys? What do you think won, or who do you think lost, like the uh, the trade <laughs> deadline and NBA buyout? Well, I think the Blazers definitely fucked up. I think <laughs> the I think the um the Bulls have the potential for the biggest fuck up. Like we can't really say that they fucked up, but I think they have the potential to be seen as that. Just because you give up two first rounders for, like you like Steranko mentioned, an all star or. Maybe it was Flacco. One of you mentioned an all-star whose position is pretty much obsolete in a weak conference. Yeah, and Wendell Carter is not a bad player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you What do you think, Starango? Who are your winners and losers? Uh, I think my winner is for the trade deadline or buyout or combine. 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 I think general, the Lakers, like all the they, moves they needed. Really? I think oh. they, they needed. Oh. Rim protection. They they really? got wow. exactly what they needed with Drummond, and I so, wanted so, Drummond to go to the Nets. But okay, fine. He went to the Lakers. But it's like they <laughs> lost Dwight Howard. They lost Javale McGee. Marcus All has been shitting the bed, shitting the bed since he got there. And um, what is it? Her, uh, Montrez Harrell. He's too little. He's too little. So now you get a guy Our center. Who, yeah, yeah. Now you get a guy who averages like a, a fuck ton of rebounds, and all he has to do, all he has to do, rebound the ball, 
stand in front of the basket. That's it. <laughs> That's all you have to do. And LeBron and AD can do the rest. And you got KCP, who I hate, but he can shoot. I don't hate him, actually. I'll take that back. But he can make three-pointers. So I think they got exactly what they needed. Now will they win a championship? No, they're not beating the Nets. But – I well, think they're that's, a, that, that's a surprise answer. I didn't expect you to go with the Lakers. Yeah, yeah me neither. I think there's Andrew over there. Gotta be honest. All right, so who, who's your loser then? I think Boston is my loser. And I'll say this. Oh, wow. That's the same one I had. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, like, you needed to upgrade. This isn't working. You're sliding and you get Evan Fournier and you're touting him like, look who we got now. And he's 0 for 13 from the field in his first game. Like, he's not even going to change life even if he makes – like, they need a center. That's what they need. They should have traded Kemba. Mm -hmm. And because you could just – okay, listen to me. So you could just slide Marcus Smart to the point guard, I feel like, right? You could slide him to the point guard. Well, he is a point guard. Yeah, yeah. So play him. So (laughs) now you have Kemba. So slide Marcus to number one – to the one. You slide Jalen Brown to two. Jason Tatum is at four. And then um, who do they have else? Oh, they have Tristan, right? Darna. Tristan Darna Thompson. So he would be your power forward. (laughs) And then you would, if you get like a Vucevic or something like that, that's a complete fucking lineup. That's a complete team. But I don't know what they're doing. I don't know where they're going. They got Mo Wagner. I mean, that's not it. (laughs) That's not enough. So that's why they're my losers and the Lakers are. Yeah. For sure. I agree. Um, they they replaced Daniel Daniel Tice mm-hmm. with Mo Wagner, and I think Daniel Tice is a better overall player than Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner will give you that energy on the court. He'll die for the loose balls, but no, <laughs> he's not. A, Celtics, he's a temporary solution. He's not. A, yeah. He's not going to be someone you build your team with. Yeah. yeah, the Celtics definitely lost the trade deadline for the moves that they made and the moves that they didn't make. Um, but since you went with that, another loser that I have is the Clippers, who got Rajon Rondo, but um, that's it. They didn't make enough moves, in my opinion, to be able to surpass the. Well, there's three teams or two teams ahead of them right now, which is Utah and the Clippers. No, I mean Utah and Phoenix right now. But once the Lakers get fully healthy, that's another team that I see over the Clippers. So just by them adding Rajon Rondo, who's a playmaker, and getting rid of Lou Williams, who's a scorer, I uh, don't think makes up for the ground that they need to make up themselves to surpass those other teams. Um, but my winners are Denver. Uh, getting Aaron Gordon, but not only just getting him, but they also added JaVale McGee in a trade with the Cavs. And they got to keep all their top assets. They, I think, yeah. only had to get rid of Gary Harris and can't even think of nobody else important that they had to give up. They didn't have to give up like anybody like Michael Porter. They didn't have to give up Bol Bol, who doesn't even play much anyways. But apparently, a lot of people are high on him. He's got upside. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got potential. But yeah, they didn't. Hey, a seven foot to, seven footer that can shoot threes like that, you can't go it. Yeah. yeah, so. I think they were the the winners for me and the the trade deadline for sure. So we'll see if they can make another run at the conference finals because they made the conference finals last year, right? Yeah, they had to overcome two three one deficits, and they almost overcame another one. Yeah, so we'll see. 
But yeah, that's all the moves that we should see for the remainder of the year. So the teams are where they're at besides injuries and, you know, players coming back. This is where everybody's at. So it should be interesting uh, last month and a half of the NBA season. But transitioning from the NBA to uh, another basketball is the Final Four, which is this Saturday, April the 3rd. Who do you guys have? And just to uh, uh, recap, because I know Serenko doesn't know who the teams are. Pretty sure. So to say who the teams are is we got the number one seed Gonzaga playing the Cinderellas of this year, uh, 11th seed UCLA, who it just feels weird calling them Cinderellas because mm-hmm. they're like a well-known like college. They're touted history. Uh, yeah, they play. And then you got the other um, – Matchup is Baylor, who's the number one seed, versus the number two seed, Houston. Who the do you guys, only winning Houston team. Yeah, who do you guys <laughs> have in the final? Or who do you have winning it all? In the final or winning it all? <laughs> well, I had Michigan winning it all, but that fucked me over. So, I, uh, you know, I, I'd i love to see UCLA and Houston just because they're both going to be the underdogs in these matchups. But realistically, Gonzaga and Baylor, that's who I see with... Probably Gonzaga winning. I mean, they're they're they haven't lost a game all season. I think that makes them like uh, thirty one or thirty two game win streak at this point. So they have a lot of um, a lot of momentum going into the Final Four. And they hopefully, have a lot of pressure though. Yeah, that's true. With with the, with with uh, no wins comes a lot of pressure. Look at the Patriots. Yeah. Um. So okay. Full disclosure, I haven't seen one minute of college basketball all year, but I have heard that Gonzaga's quite... I have heard of these schools. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Gonzaga's not in D.C., right? Yeah, that's the high school. Adam Morrison's (laughs) not in Gonzaga anymore. Oh, wasn't he crying? Wasn't that the thing? But yeah. no, apparently they're undefeated and they're just shitting on every team they play. So that's my that's my pick. <laughs> that's, that's my <laughs> of course it's your pick. Of course it's your pick, Mr. Giannis. Hey. I'm going to go with the underdogs. Uh, I'm going to go Houston beating Gonzaga in the finals. Put some do on it. <laughs> Put some do on it. I don't hear my do. No, thank you. All right, but that's the final four coming up. Uh, another thing that I wanted to get out really quickly because I know neither of you are going to bring it up, but opening day is tomorrow. Of what? So, uh, baseball. <laughs> when everybody and when anybody says opening day, you should I already know. know that's baseball. I was yeah. just for the fans who are listening who are like, "Wait, what's that?" I'm asking. Don't know what baseball is. No. Oh, okay. So, All right. I'm just gonna fuck myself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, so opening day tomorrow, uh, we're, we're rooting for the Nats. Uh, they're playing primetime ESPN at 7 o'clock tomorrow, which is refreshing to see a Washington team on national television because you don't ever get to see the Wizards on ESPN, TNT, or any of those national broadcasts. So um, if you're a baseball fan, I know y'all excited. I'm excited. Go Nats. But, uh, Go Nats. Besides, that's what yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Do you guys have anything on your radar coming up uh, besides this um, Final Four matchups and the baseball games that you guys probably aren't going to be watching? 
Hey, I'll probably watch the baseball game. I I don't really pay attention to MLB, but I do pay attention to like the Nats and uh, fuck the Houston Astros. Movie. But I think uh, my game my game of the week is probably going to be uh, Lakers Clippers in LA on Easter Sunday the fourth. Oh. Oh, but they don't have anyone on the Lakers right now. Yeah, but I mean, this is uh, a must-win for the Lakers because they are one game ahead of the Nuggets right now. Oh, so, so they keep sliding. If they, if they, yeah, if they slide, then the Nuggets overtake them, and yeah, I think uh, I think that's just going to be a must-win, even without your two best players. Even basically, the your two best players who are basically your team. Yeah. So just show up and don't fuck up basically <laughs> yeah the, the clippers need redemption too because they just lost to the magic yesterday they lose, like games they really shouldn't <laughs> like they were up 16 points in that game yeah it's <laughs> crazy clippers gonna clip they gonna clip i'll tell you what um my my game that i'm looking forward to is tonight you know the motherfucking vibes Giannis. The and the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Lakers, you know they lost to the Clippers, who didn't already have a full team. So <laughs> they need to redeem themselves. So you just called out Seagons for choosing the Lakers game because <laughs> Lakers aren't in full team. No, and no, then you choose they, another Lakers game because 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 this has nothing to do with the Lakers. This has everything to do with the Bucks and Giannis. Giannis. And the Bucks keep this game. They need to win. It's on prime time, and this is easy pickings. Easy pickings. All I heard was, all I heard was, why the fuck are you picking a Lakers game? Oh, oh, my game is also a Lakers game, by the way. <laughs> Pretty much, <it's> like. <laughs> I mean, it would have been, much. it would have been uh, Brooklyn versus Charlotte if Lamelo was playing. If Lamelo, yeah, yeah, but yeah, is he? But, uh, not happening. Has he been ruled out officially? Yeah, he's uh, out for the year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you know, my games besides the baseball and um, the college basketball is actually another Clippers game, but it's against the Nuggets tomorrow, April Fool's mm. Day. I think that's going to be a good uh, matchup for the Nuggets with their new players, just to see where they're at, you know, competitively with other top tier Western Conference teams. If Cole, no, not Kawhi Leonard, Paul, Paul George comes back because he didn't play against the Magic, no, he so. Didn't. I want to see both teams at full strength playing each other so we get a better idea of how maybe the Nuggets are going to play because I, I really like the Nuggets with um, not only Aaron Gordon but mainly Michael Porter Jr. being inserted to the starting lineup and just balling out pretty much. MPJ. Now, yeah. um, Capazzo or whatever his name is, he's on the Nuggets, right? Capuza. Capuza, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's so great. Did you see him level Ben Ben Simmons the other day? No, I didn't see that. Ben Simmons tried to set a pick for him. He's like, get the fuck out of my way. He just like <laughs> leveled him on the floor. <laughs> and then he like took a tackle from one of the people on the Wizards. And still made Oh, yeah, I did see that. He yeah. tackled uh, Garrison. Oh, no. Oh. Garrison Matthews tackled him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. All the sports and shows he made the like, three. Yeah, they're like he forgot he was playing basketball because he just went for like a straight tackle. <laughs> yeah, he yeah he hit that hit stick real quick. He was like, oh, three, got him. 
J-Dollars. All right. But um, that wraps up another episode of the Three Time Out Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, don't forget to follow us on our social, which is IG at three timeouts.podcast. Three is spelled out, not the number three. So don't forget that. And then, you know, where to catch us next week, we'll be back with more NBA, NFL, and potentially baseball news. Who knows? I might throw it in there. But thank you guys. <laughs> Peace out for Flacco, Staranko, and Seagulls. Deuces. Later.